Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of On My Own's podcast. My name is Alvin Go and I shall be your host for the show. Well guys, today is a very rainy morning. Uh forgive me if I sound uh, a bit nasally because I'm developing a cold, but today I am joined by a lovely beautiful guest. She's a YouTuber, a podcaster, and a content marketer and I shall let herself introduce herself. That does not even make sense. Let herself introduce herself. Yo, kisungwili kuja na nini? Meli. Na meli, okay. Exactly. So, uh, hi guys, my name is Alice Kanji, for those who don't know me. Uh, like Alvin said, I'm a content creator in general, um, YouTubing, podcasting, just creating content in general and having a creative space is what I do. Also, I am a content marketer. It's literally just public really. You know, it's just exactly what the name says, it's content marketing. Um, I don't mean um, is there anything else I'm supposed to say for intro? I think that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's an okay intro for myself. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna plug myself here. <laughs> uh, you guys should also go listen to my podcast, Banter Over Brunch. I hosted my co-host Alexia Musau. So yeah, listen to my podcast while you're at it. <laughs> All right. So guys, remember to check out Banter Over Brunch. I'll put the podcast in the description. So Alice, first of all, I want to start with uh, your week. Tell me about your week. How's your week? Uh, this week has been very it's been a basic week for me i think my, i'm getting used to a routine and i want to shake things up a bit because uh, my week has been very basic so um having school uh, we're doing university from zoom so zoom university <laughs> and my school is basically an eight to five if we're being completely honest so <laughs> most of my days are normally occupied by school then I've, towards the end of the week is when I normally dedicate it to creating content. But we had already rec- pre-recorded the podcast episode for this week, last week for my mm-hmm. podcast. So I, I didn't necessarily have to create any podcasting content. Um, social media has been very chilled at work as well. And I've not uploaded a YouTube video today either. So it's been a very chill week, man. There's nothing, just social distancing and preparing for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, we'll, we'll get to your birthday in a few. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, I guess I just started school. And honestly, week yeah. one was quite hectic. Uh, which even, I, before I even forget, uh, guys, I have an announcement. So because of school and uh, the workload I have this semester, I think I'm going to switch to bi-weekly releases now, not weekly. Um, yeah, so that's a small thing I wanted to say. <sighs> All right, so let me give a brief introduction uh, to how I met Alice. <laughs> this is going to be a story that... I think, uh, I mean, I might say it's a bit suspect, but yeah, you can judge for yourself. (laughs) So I think this was last year, August 2019. And 
my friend uh, Denzel and I, I think, had met up for a coffee. You know, it was just a catch-up. And uh, I think we were trying to have drinks that night with a bunch of friends. And I told, no, Denzel <laughs> suggested that he has a friend called Alice that, you know, I don't know, you know, you weren't trying to drink at a friend's place. You guys were drinking at a friend's place. It's <laughs> not you oh, we were trying to, and then all of us had in a phone call. No, you guys were drunk, and then you can start the story from there. <laughs> okay, so fast forward, um, I was drunk, and I asked uh, Denzel, I think, for Alice's contact, and... Yeah, I think that's when we started talking. Um, yeah, you know, guys, we went on two dates and yeah, long story short. It, uh, it was very suspect for me for being completely <laughs> honest. I was just on my way to, on vacation with my friends. We were going to Watamu and I wasn't even thinking about anything like school, nothing. So when I see a call from Denzel, it's weird because Denzel's my classmate. And it wasn't Denzel talking, it's this other guy. And all I'm I'm thinking about is drinking and getting on this train to go to Watamu. And then some guy is talking and then he's drunk. Ah, Okay, then I just told him, I think I just told him, um, you can call me later or something like that. Yeah. When I reached Watamu, like I had even totally forgotten we had that conversation. And then when we reached Watamu, we were having a good time. He called back. I did not expect that. I was like, okay, I had never seen you. I had never interacted with you, but you didn't sound like you didn't sound like a weird person. So that's the only thing that saved you. I was like, oh, okay, this guy is calling me. But anyway, that's how it went. That yeah, on my end. I think you might have thought I was a catfish, but well, I did. Yeah, I was like. This guy, seriously, is this because I was trusting Denzel and you didn't uh, sound weird? Well, I mean, yeah, but interesting times. Um, yeah, so I want to first start off with like your YouTube. When did you decide that you wanted to start a YouTube channel? I've always wanted to do something. Like, I've always liked being the center of attention, if I'm being honest. <laughs> From the time I was born, even when I was in primary, even when I was in high school, I just really liked having, like, producing something that will make people want to relate with me or be associated with me. So it's always been in my mind, like, oh, when I finish high school or I'll start my YouTube when I finish high school. Because when in, I was in high school, I was in boarding school, so it wouldn't make sense for me to do that. Mm-hmm. But I always knew I wanted to start one. And it took me, like, I finished high school in 2017. So it took me until, like, the end of 2018 to finally decide, to finally actually make to release my first video because honestly speaking i had already filmed like eight videos prior to the one that i finally released for my first youtube video mm-hmm. just because i wanted this to be at least something that you know because my i had never edited a video in my life i had never done anything but i just kept sending to like one or two of my friends and what do you think about this video and i said maybe let's try to change this but to be truthful, like those videos are shit. Even my first video that I actually released was, was not the best either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's something that I had always known I'd want to do. 
if it wasn't going, if I was, if I didn't, if I, if I wasn't going to end up on TV, I'd end up somewhere. <laughs> like that's what I, I've always thought of in the back of my mind. And do you remember that first video? What it was yeah. about? Could yeah. You, could you just speak on that? It was just a Q and A because like. <laughs> We didn't, I didn't have much, like, what do you do for your first YouTube video? It's always such a weird, like, it's so weird that just starting, like, what was going to be my first video? So it was just a Q&A and I had my friend Coco with me. So mm-hmm. it was a video of me, me and Coco just answering random questions from the internet because, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have, I didn't necessarily have, like, a huge engaging audience on my Instagram that if I asked them questions I'd get responses so I'd get like only three so I just said uh, let me just look for random ones on the internet and we answered the Q&A that was the first video so how do you describe like your YouTube channel right now compared to when you began what do you think it is oh Right now, it's vibes, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> Before, it used to be... It just started being vibes, honestly, in March. Um, before, it used to be... This is a, a commitment I'm making to myself. I'm going to be making videos. So every time, I'm just always wondering, when am I... What's this video? This week's video going to be about? And it was for some reason, I started off, most of the topics were about relationships. Like 90% of my content was relationships. Mm-hmm. From someone who has barely had successful relationships, I had a big mouth about them. Uh-huh. <laughs> to the point right that when I was starting my podcast, it was just about relationships. Oh, wow. I really was not very conversant with that either. And it was more of group videos. I never wanted to do a video alone. And I think when the way I started it got to a point where I started thinking, hmm, I'm doing so, from my first video, I've never done any video alone. My first, second, third were all group videos and to the point where people knew me for group, like didn't even know this channel is technically mine. It was just me and my friend most of the time. Mm-hmm. And that made me scared and wondered like when I finally, when my friends are not there and I have to release a video myself, um, will I still be received the same? And I was not at all because, you know, when I do group videos, I'd get over oh, a thousand views and stuff or 2000 views and I got used to it. So I was like, oh, come on, you know, the first time I released a video myself, oh, disastrous. But anyway, it's been a journey. It's just been a journey. I went from that to finally being confident and trying to group my channel for me because yeah. I didn't want to benefit of other people no not even that it just feels like people should know me first before they know other people or my channel uh-huh. you know <sighs> then it's been just from a journey of always constantly wondering do I not feeling appreciative of my own work from wondering what I'm going to produce this week not being satisfied with the quality of my content to now I'm just like Every single video I do, I do it with all my heart. And when I release it, I'm not constantly looking at my phone for analytics. I'm not constantly looking to see whether people have viewed it. Mm-hmm. If it's out, it's just out. And I'm satisfied with it. And 
putting it on the internet is more of a way of <laughs> accountability for myself because my YouTube now has just become my personal diary. Like I just want to document my life that my kids, my kids, kids, if I ever have kids, but, but anyone who ever knew me or wants to remember me, they can just always check the internet and see my life, how it was. Mm-hmm. And doing it on a weekly basis or on a regular basis is just like a way of accountability, like shit, you, you haven't documented. And it always feels good looking back at videos and remembering, oh yeah, this was when this happened. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's gone from, hi, this is a responsibility I've put on myself to, ah, I have good content today and I'm going to share it with my peeps. Mm-hmm. Whoever watches, feel free. <laughs> I really like how you said it's a diary because in a weird sense, that's how I think about photography. And uh, I think in episode two, my guest called Shem said that it's like when you take a picture, it really freezes a moment in time. And that's really nice. And mm-hmm. um, about, I think... The first time I encountered your videos, it was one of the group videos as well. And it was always just banter. And it was, honestly, it was really funny. Um, I (laughs) would say some things I agreed with, um, especially like on the relationship. And I agreed with some, some I disagreed with them just because of how, I guess, the people put it. And um, how you also had this like segment that you used to go out in public and just ask people their opinions about stuff. Um, yeah. Some, yeah. How, how was it like approaching people? Cause I mean, I personally am introverted. So I find approaching people a bit <laughs> tough and I would feel very judged by them. Let me tell you something. I feel like everything that I do in my life is interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so when I what I mean by this is I always like to plan my life in a way that when it's not it's not you can't necessarily plan everything. I normally everything that I do is always plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Mm-hmm. So in my fields of work or places that I'm, I might decide to pursue like professional jobs if, if my creation doesn't necessarily take me where I, I want it to, um, it probably, probably feels like marketing and public relations and, you know, social media marketing and stuff. And so this is the reason why I'm saying this story. <laughs> and so everything I do on YouTube, it's, also as a way of my portfolio mm-hmm. to communication people. So when I'm, cause as someone who doesn't have a job, you know, I need to create the job for myself because everyone yeah. just wants experience. And so to prove that I can make videos, I can make marketing videos. I, I can, I can, if I go to like, let's say I want to do an internship at nation media house, I could prove to them that I've done interviews before. And so having that in the back of my mind, I knew this is something I've not explored. And if I want to, if I want to apply for a job in TV or radio, I need to show that I can do it. So genuinely, it was more of a challenge for myself to go out there and ask people, because if this is what I want to pursue, I need to try it and do it. But uh, for the two, I think the only two, I've only done two of those, either two or three. But for the three I've done before, uh, all three, I talk about two to three shots before I actually 
when I approached people, I couldn't do that so bad. Like it was very creepy at first. Uh-huh. But yeah, just enough to not look drunk, but enough to give me more confidence to mm-hmm. approach people. So yeah. You know, weirdly enough, I think that you have a voice for radio. You think so? I really do think so. <laughs> Amen. I guess I just got used to it because of my podcasting journey, honestly. But thank like, you. I don't know. Do you have any <laughs> plans of working for NRG anytime soon? Lol. I, I mean, I would obviously, I wouldn't mind working on radio. I would do it seamlessly, I think so. So hopefully in future, when my degree, my degree is, is the one, I can't apply for those things because uh, my course is full-time and it doesn't give you the option of half, like, you know. Uh-huh. So, those, so hopefully in future, I'll be able to get into that field if they have me. I wouldn't mind, but mm-hmm. it's not in my plan A. <laughs> but then again, I'm going to build. I mean, if I end up there, who am I to be pleased, you know? Yeah, I mean, get the bag. That's always the uh, the motto. So, I want to take you back a bit, uh, memory lane. So, mm-hmm. tell me about like your upbringing. Did you grow up in Nairobi, or did you grow up in another town in Kenya? Mm-hmm. How was your childhood mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Well. I had a very basic childhood, like any Kenyan, honestly. Well, not mm-hmm. any, okay. I was born and raised in Nairobi, um, but obviously my family is deeply connected with their roots, so we go to mm-hmm. Kisumu on a very regular basis. Um, I, I'm the last one in my family, so I, my siblings tend to tell me that I got a lot of things that I used to ask for. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to hear no from my dad. And I don't think he also likes telling me no. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there was that. Um, uh, it also came, uh, being the last one also came with its disadvantages because my siblings got to do all those nice stuff families do, like travel and go to the national park and go to hotels for Christmas and all those fun stuff. By the time I was born, like, my parents were exhausted. Like, the season for doing all those activities had passed. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even, I think I've only traveled with my family once. That, and that was, like, when it wasn't Kisumu. Kisumu doesn't count. Kisumu is home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, I had a really basic childhood. What about, like, how do you, how do people view you in primary and high school did you have like any how can i say this like personality changes or did you just maintain the same uh, quote-unquote like energy that you had i honestly think i've always been the same uh-huh. um extroverted um, nature like person so i'd always like to be you know there's even in like law primary and also oh even in law primary and the girls who are just sassy and always want to be the leaders of those two small groups you have in class for. That was me. Yeah. I liked being 
the one that people look up to and be the boss that was mm-hmm. me even in okay upper primary i was always like one of the cool guys in quote and quotes in high school i was known because like i was involved in every extracurricular activity there was but honestly speaking it was just a coping mechanism because high school was the worst four years of my life <laughs> so i was always known as that like everyone in school just knew who i was because i was always just loud and vibrant and extroverted so yeah i don't think i've ever changed i've always just been like that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well I'll tell you for sure, like, last bonds have it very easy. Uh, sometimes I look at my so smallest sister. Ay, ay, ay. You know what, what love is? Ah, she is loved. Like, I think recently they just got a dog. And that made me think about the time I wanted a pet when I was, like, the only kid. So I'd go, Mom, Dad, can I please get a dog? And you know, the first question African parents in general will ask is, oh, who will take care of the dog and you're in school? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll take it for walks. Nini, nini. And for, I think, I think maybe when I was seven to 11 or 10, before my sister was born, they refused. Those three years, they refused. And my sisters, I think, it started a bit like last year. They started asking for a cart. And then they thought about the cart and were like, no, you know, you can't put a cart on a leash and walk it around. Because, you know, as girls, they love the attention. They want to walk around the estate and show people yeah. they have a dog. Yeah. So now they decided they want a dog. And the first time they asked my parents, they didn't refuse. And I thought that was very unfair. I mean, maybe I'm complaining because <laughs> I feel like I have a robbed childhood. You know, people always had dogs. Yeah. But you know that's even that's me nice when I them. recently asked for one. Even me when I recently asked for one, finally they they agreed <laughs> to mm-hmm. it. But I I'm pretty sure my siblings wanted dogs as well growing up. Mm-hmm. So hey, I mean it's it's the last one touch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, can you say like you're close to your siblings? given like the age difference between uh all of you mm, i know i don't think we are but i think we're close enough like mm-hmm. mm, actually no we've never i've never really grown up being so close to any of them but even my brother and i having mutual friends like we, we just don't vibe like that uh, maybe my sisters we vibe uh, a lot more i think as as i grow older as well like i'm learning new things and they're understanding my i'm under i'm relating to their things now yeah and so we have a lot more to relate and so it's we ha- we're close enough like we know about each other like enough to not too much i can say that most my i have friends who know me more than my siblings but then again that's how life is in general i think your friends normally end up knowing more about you than your family does yeah yeah so that's my relationship with them yeah i guess i guess also it's understandable i mean people say friends turn into family i guess mm, yeah family is the people who it's more than just blood relations mm-hmm. 
All right. Um, so I guess like after you started your YouTube, at what point now did you decide like, pass, I want to start a podcast right now? It had nothing to do with the YouTube process. Mm-hmm. It just, can you, it just started with my love for podcasts in general, like my free time. I don't know how I discovered we have a podcast app on my phone, on Apple phones, but mm-hmm. I just discovered it and I was like, this is interesting. What do people listen on here? And then I think I searched for best top 10 like podcasts, I don't know, around the world or something. And then I got into some really good ones that, that I started following on a weekly basis. But what happened? Um, based on, I don't know what, I don't know why I was so obsessed with relationships for someone who's never been, oh my God, it just still baffles me. So most of my, when I started listening to podcasts, then most of the podcasts I was listening to were relationship podcasts. So I, I basically just, my, all my, like my analytics, not analytics, but, um, you know, my, my search engine optimization and the thing my the recommendations were all just relationship podcasts anyway so like that's all i was listening to uh-huh. and so as i continued listening i was like this is definitely something i can do mm-hmm. definitely this is interesting i vibe with it and it's definitely a field that i can pursue i'd be great in this i talk all the time might as well start a podcast but i didn't have someone to start with because mm-hmm. at that time, I, I wanted to start in 2018. We started in 2018. 2018, 2019. It was last year. Shit, it was just last year, actually. Mm-hmm. It was last year. And at that time, none of my friends had ever mentioned ever listening to podcasts. Nobody I knew or related with was into podcasts. I just, I don't know why I was, but like nobody I knew was, except Denzel, because I knew like, we had talked about podcasts before. And so I just knew I wanted to do a podcast and just needed to find who I was going to do a podcast with. And that's how my podcast journey began. Okay. Um, so Plot Podcast was the first podcast you started. And yeah. uh, I guess it ended, right? And yes. you then began banter over brunch with Alexia. Yeah. Well, personally, I I didn't know that you were going to start another one. It was just like a surprise because you probably, I think, posted on your Instagram that you've been working on something. So obviously you were like, what's this that she's been working on? And before we know it, you just say like, oh, I have another podcast, Bunch of a Brunch. <sighs> And surely there was no way I was going to leave the industry. I'd already <laughs> fallen in love with it. I, uh-huh. There was no way I was going to. I knew we got to a point with plot where it was a dead end. And I could just feel this is a dead end. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to eat. It was, it was very difficult for me to leave, to accept like this is not going to work out, you know. Because it is something that I had worked on for so long and made so much effort. I really wanted this to work. Like we had already started changing, like, you know, but I just, we, were, we just weren't on the same page and it was, it was, it was done. Like I knew it was done, but letting go 
it took me about like two weeks to finally decide, okay, you know what? I, let me talk to Denzel about this. Yes, it was a very heartbreaking moment leaving plot because I even considered like, you know what, let's just tell Denzel, um, <laughs> can I just take like the name and continue with it? Because we did build an audience at that time. Yeah. And I was scared starting all over again, you know, building all over again the audience. It was just so scary for me, but honestly, it's been so amazing. And um, I don't know what was the question I was even answering. I've forgotten the question. Oh, no, I hadn't asked a question yet. (laughs) It wasn't even a question, yeah. So, float, float. Anyway, yeah, just ask the question. (laughs) Actually, in fact, before I even get into my banter over branch, there's one thing I think that I remember that happened like a, the period post plot and before bunch of a branch, which is your feature on surviving Nairobi. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your girl, honestly, I knew even if I'm leaving plot, I, there's no way I'm leaving the podcast industry. By the time I was leaving plot, I had already thought if I leave here, what next? So I'd already thought of, you know, what I wanted in my, my next co-host, what I wanted in my, like my podcast to be about. And when I finally approached Alexia, I, I did approach her like when, when it, I was just finalizing my making peace with plot and I just approached Alexia and I thought, hey, she'd be an amazing person. I barely knew her, mm-hmm. but I just knew. We would just vibe, we would just vibe. I knew and she was so excited about it and we've gone through the whole journey together and it's been so amazing. But um, I keep losing track of why I started these studies in the first piece. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I want to talk about was the surviving on Nairobi feature. Yes. So I was saying, yeah, oh, I couldn't leave the industry. So now it was the feature was, I, again, I kept listening to so many podcasts and some of Ruby was one of them. And there was an episode before I, the, the episode I featured in there, there was an episode where they were talking about the creative industry in Kenya and podcasting in Kenya. And mm-hmm. they were so, they had very, they were very opinionated in that episode. And it's an episode that boomed off for them because mm-hmm. they were very hurt and they were very bitter about the whole thing. But at the end of the episode, they said that, collaborations with content creators can take you far and just approach because you never know. Mm-hmm. And the whole time they were talking about, you know, shooting your shot and your, your, your partnership shots and shooting your what shots. I was like, you know what? I want to feature on their podcast. Might as well feature because I'm, I'm about to release a podcast anyway. And I mm-hmm. know they've, they've related with plots content before. I know they've liked, they, they follow plot podcast. I know they, they were relating with plot so I said, you know what, I'm going to shoot my shot. And I did. I just, and they were so nice. That's the good thing about the podcast industry. I have never approached, there's not ones that have approached a podcaster, even no matter how big they are, and they've not responded. Never. Mm-hmm. Like even the big podcaster, like Halfcast Pod on, in the UK, uh, one, of the, one of the podcasters that I, I anytime I, post something about them or send them a message or something, they always respond. Even in its J Train podcast, it's an amazing podcasters from New York. 
when I, whenever I post something, when I email them, they will respond to the email. When I, the podcast industry is very amazing to the point where now I approach some podcasters in which country is this? They're African, but they, I think they're based in Ethiopia, but they are, they're South African. There are other podcasters that I approached because I was looking for, you know, collaborations or, you know, just advice. And that one of those posts always checks up until today. Like, because I was asking for advice about plot at that time. And so they sent me a whole email, like, hey, so you asked for advice about this. And it was just a whole comprehensive email about what you should do better. You know, if you're going to invest in something, you do this, this part, make sure you do this. And ever since that time I approached them to the time to now, like they were like, hey, I read, even on the release band of a price, like, hey, I noticed you released a new podcast. Congratulations. What's up? So the community is so friendly. And so when I approached Sabrina Nairobi, nothing less. They were friendly as well. I'm like, yeah, sure. Come on to the studio next week. We're recording. Yeah. Do you mind? And they're so chilled in the studio as well. They, they are always drink, they are, they were drinking in the studio. I was like, oh, just come. Mm. We have drinks. We have food. And it was just vibes. And it, it's, it's very raw and it's free. And they record and they record with so much passion and so much fun at the same time. It was just everything I I thought they were about. It was a great feature for me. Honestly, amazing people. Very like Hafari and Ivy are amazing hosts. And I'm still, till this day, I'm just very ex- amazed at how quick they responded. I was just like, yeah, sure, you can feature. You can come like the week after that. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, sure, just come too. Mm-hmm. And that was that. <laughs> it wasn't so. I'm just here to tell you guys that. Uh, if you want to start your podcast, I highly recommend, honestly, people are so friendly mm-hmm. in the podcast space. But I, I don't know, I'm scared of the future, you know, because now everybody's discovering podcasting and now everybody's interested in podcasting. And I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. But it's like, is it now going to be that thing that I know this is going to be very cliche that YouTubers and other content creators now feel, ah, okay, we've exhausted the YouTube space, we've exhausted the Instagram space, now maybe let's hop up to the, the, the podcasting space, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a, a fear that I have for the podcasting space. But then again, I think everybody can do podcasting and, and I'm just grateful that I'm here where I am today. I've talked a lot. I'm really sorry. Oh, no, no. It's all good. You know, this podcast is all about my guest. And it's, I'm actually very glad that you're talking a lot. So I was actually very mad impressed with the feature. And I don't even remember how I started listening to Surviving Nairobi. But it was just this year. I think it was this year. And when mm-hmm. I, was, I saw it, I was like, wow. Because the thing is, like, I would always... Not I would always, but I would want to have a conversation, especially with Hafari, because he just sounds like he has, you know, a lot of... Ah, his vibe. Like, his life is just so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, if you hit him up, he'll probably hit you back. So, highly recommend you do so. (laughs) Oh, when I'm back in the country, you might just do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you talked about like your fear for the future, and I just wanted to ask you, where do you like envision Banta or Branch Podcast to go? Like, where do you see oh, it? This is this this is the one. Like, 
I see a very amazing future with Bantova Branch. Uh, the way we, the, the, the ground level that we set with Alexia before starting this podcast, you know, the, the experience that I had with Denzel and working with Denzel and working in the podcast industry, there's so many. We took nothing less than three. Well, we wanted to release Bantova Branch in like, in like, if you June, June was when we wanted to release it, but we started Bantova Branch in August. We, we had been planning from March, you know, and and we had we weren't just planning like oh okay today then we had meetings almost twice every week, and it was just to lay a, a strong foundation so that we are able to you know whatever obstacles we may face in future, whatever difficulties or how would we handle them we literally wrote down okay you, i wish you knew the, the planning meeting we wrote down you know how we handle certain situations when we go through it you know budgeting and all these things and you know in the process of doing this alexia and i also built our friendship as well mm-hmm. and so i think without we just have a very strong foundation and we have similar goals and that's the most important thing our visions are so similar. Like I can literally want to tell Alexia something and within less than 24 hours, she will say the exact thing I wanted to say. You mm-hmm. know, so it's just great working with someone we are, who is, we are so in sync with, with the same vision and that will take us really far because I know working with people can, is not always easy. And I think um, we both, oh, sorry. I think we both have, want the same thing. We both want to reach for with Bantua Branch and we're both willing to do what it takes to get there. And if for some reason it doesn't work out, I don't think any of us is ready to leave the podcasting space because we, we've just fallen in love with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm very, I'm very hopeful for Bantua Branch. I, I honestly think we are, we are capable of going far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, honestly... With how things look, I don't think anything can go wrong with it because even as a listener and as you listen to it, mm. you can just yeah. tell that the chemistry is on point. Yeah. Oh, I we've gone through so much. Before we began, but from me being robbed in town when we're going to when we're going to record some trailer, from us losing equipment, for us losing footage, like it's been crazy but the fact that we are able to just quickly get get back up whenever we have faced anything mm-hmm. and our it, we keep learning and growing and the responses we are receiving as well it shows us that okay we are doing something great okay yeah this is a good podcast so hopefully things continue going our way <laughs> well honestly I, w- I wish you guys all the best and as an avid listener I really enjoy it Oh, you! Oh, thank you for listening to Bunch of a Brunch. <laughs> Love to see it, and I can't wait to see how yours turns out as well. I really hope you keep doing this podcast. And uh, let me let me ask you, why did you start this podcast? When I start this one, uh, honestly, I think I've always considered myself a uh, how do I say it like a conversationalist. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I think I was just. I was thinking since I don't do my photography that often, but I was like, I would love to talk to people who, you know, create content. Cause I, I thought about yeah. it and I was like, ah, oh, 
it would be nice if I could hear opinions on, you know, different, I think, content of content, different content creators. For example, initially I thought of just photographers, but I was like, that's very narrow. And you might not really yeah. get the listeners that you want if you just focus on photography. So I just yeah. decided to like expand it. And I guess that was just the main reason. I just want to talk to people. Like, you see, people you like know. you who talk a lot. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> You know the good the the good thing about the creative space is that most times one relates to another, and most times if you're able to do one, you if you try your best to do another one, you probably will be able to do it. And mm-hmm. so even if you were to focus on photography, you probably find a photographer within a videographer who's also a filmmaker, who is also, you know, plays guitar for some reason. Most content creators have some music somewhere in there. <laughs> like, you, oh yeah, I used to play piano when I was, yeah, we all have those stories. And so I feel like regardless of the field, you would just vibe with them. And it's good you brought in than just uh, photography because there's so much to explore. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I'm going to go to the like next segment, which is I normally ask my guests three questions uh, just to get a feel of who you are. So it will be, you know, short questions, nothing to, you know, think about. So are you ready for your questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. So my first question for you is what was your childhood nickname? Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alo. <laughs> yeah, people used to call me Alo, and people, well, right now people still call me Lisa. And my family knows me as Lisa. Mm-hmm. It's not my name. All my friends, all my whole world knows me as Alice. But for some reason, my family decided we're calling you Lisa. So those are my <laughs> nicknames. All right. Second question uh, What was the last audiobook you listened to? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I highly recommend. It makes you question your life and your life decisions and makes you and drives you to making better decisions for yourself and for your well-being. Mm-hmm. So, guys, highly recommend it. Uh, is it by, what's his name, Mark Manson? Yes, it is. Okay. Interesting. It's a good book. Um, last question. So... Who is one famous person you would want to have a conversation with? I just have to pick one. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> is there a specific field we're talking? Yeah, the no. specific deliberties for different reasons, you know. God, I want to meet my husband, but I also want to gain knowledge. <laughs> so this is a tough one. <laughs> Um, I think it would be Shonda Rhimes. It would be Shonda Rhimes. Because that woman's mind is phenomenal. All these series, how she wrote Grey's Anatomy, we are, we are, we are literally in season 20. Or, oh no, season 18. Going to season 19. Seriously, one character, the main character, Meredith Grey, come on, guys, how to get away with the murder, scandal, how does she do all this? How does she do all this? Shonda Rhimes, I just want to know, like, I just want to hear from her on a personal level, like, what's up? Like, how? 
how she's able to juggle all writing all these scripts, how she got to where she is and the, her journey being a black person and just how amazing she is. Plus she has great connections. So she would probably link me as well. <laughs> right. From the Ryans. Um, okay. 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 So but I mean, if you're talking like just um, for the sake of it, like J Cole always, you know, that's my, that's my baby. That's my boo. Yeah. It'd be great to meet J Cole. Now yeah. that you've mentioned uh, J Cole, tell me about what you vibe with in terms of music. Music, oh, my music is very diverse. I know people say that, but it's so true. My music is very diverse. Obviously, I know almost, if not all, J. Cole songs from the time he was, he was, he released his first mixtape. Mm-hmm. I've always just been that. I'm part of that tribe that people hit on on Twitter, the J. Cole fans. Yeah, I'm one of them. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but my music these days is a lot, a lot of Spanish music, a lot of reggaeton, a lot of um, uh, other genres of Spanish music, Latina, Afro-Latina, Latina music, like that's that's how my playlist is looking right now. Uh, (laughs) I don't think I want to bore people with those guns. I'm also into alternative music as well, but soul music has my heart as well. Soul music, some of those summer walkers mm-hmm. and the Brent Fayazes, they've got, they have me, they have me to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my type of music. <laughs> well, yeah. when you mentioned soul, I don't know why Snow Allegra just like got into my mind. She's she's amazing. oh snow. I mean, you're getting that's that's the vibe. That's the vibe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a very important day that's coming up, and I'm sure you're well aware of this. Um, September 14th. Mm-hmm. How how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Yes, sir. Honestly speaking, I just want to get through one birthday without experiencing birthday <laughs> depression because it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I always just get into a weird mood vibe, moody vibe whenever it's near my birthday. Like I want to celebrate and I'm always planning something great, but I'm always so, that's the time I feel the most anxious. It's the time I feel the most low. Like there's always something that goes on. Like last year, my birthday, it was amazing vibes. It was almost an event. The whole of Nairobi was there. But when we went to the club, I called, I locked myself in the bathroom. I called an Uber and I left my own uh-huh. birthday. You know, the year before that, it was in Karen. Good vibes. I've invited the whole people. I don't know. People always, people have not even invited. Just show up, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. again, I secretly called my Uber and I left my own birthday. I was home by 11, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just honestly wanting to go through one birthday without some anxiety, without without just vibes, just mm-hmm. vibes. I'm for now. I'm currently very excited about it. I have I'm planning some a small get together with my friends, like very like intimate friends. Okay, that's weird. Like six or seven of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> just have a nice Airbnb and have a 
wonderful birthday celebration because yeah, it's twenty one. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I, I I like how everyone has a different way of how they'd like to spend their birthday. I know personally for me, I don't like spending it with friends. In fact, I think my parents know it as well. And they're always like... You like being alone on your birthday and writing things that you want for the, to reach, to accomplish for this year. Yeah, that's stuff. <laughs> it, it makes me feel like an old man. Like, I that, think... <laughs> that is not what you're supposed to be doing for your birthday. Nah, come on. Like, it's, it's your day. It's however you want it to go if you think about it. Like... I think my 18th birthday, I think that's the one that taught me I don't want to have it with friends because I did not get to the club. I, you know, I did some things and... I mean, surely, and that's a memory in itself, you know. <laughs> it's a very sad one. <laughs> but my question is, I, I don't know, I'm going to sadly ask you to reflect a bit and I would want to know what lessons you've drawn from this past year. I've learned that I know nothing about relationships mm-hmm. because uh, anytime, okay, no, let's not go into the details, but I've learned that I've been single for such a long time that my mindset has been wired in such a single way that it will take me time to unlearn all the things that I know now about being by myself when I finally meet someone. So that's number one. I I know nothing about relationships, number one. And that's why my context these days, I I just, (laughs) we are off. Mm -hmm. Another thing I've learned is that your big goals are accomplishable as long as you start with the small ones, like when you, when I normally have such big, I'm a very ambitious person, so I normally have such big goals for myself. But in order for me to reach those big, I know these are just such cliche things to say. That in order for me to reach those big ones, I have to start with the small ones. Like you can't just, you know, be a millionaire tomorrow. <laughs> you have to start with how am I first getting this thousands this thousand before I get to my fives before I get to my billions you know mm-hmm. so it's just taking each day as it comes and just being comfortable within your space and if you're not comfortable make yourself not comfortable in that you're just comfortable with your routine and just that you're comfortable being yourself and being you and doing everything that you're pursuing and living out your dreams as long as you're enjoying it and it doesn't become like a job, it doesn't feel burdensome to do your job or whatever it is that you're doing, then it's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. I think those are my main lessons, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that um... this life is for living, so live like this <laughs> tomorrow. That's true, that's true. Um, I think one thing I'm always trying to do is just like live in the present moment. Yeah. Well, when I start thinking about the future, 
there's a lot I want to do, but you know, sometimes that's just far fetched. It's I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. Exactly. Might as well just leave yeah. Here today. Yeah. Uh, that's nice. Um, I hope your birthday goes as planned. I hope you don't get that birthday depression. Sianze kupiga simu eleven. That you want to go. You know. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Uh, that's normally the ghetto, but now I have high hopes for this one. Uh, um, all right. Well, I wanted to ask you what other interests do you have aside from content creation? What other interests do I have? Um... <laughs> That's a tough question. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Come on, out Spanish <laughs> has been a very big interest of mine. Uh, I'm really, really just trying to learn as much Spanish as I can. More so because it was it was a personal commitment for myself. There's a reason why I decided to dedicate my time to learn Spanish. It was because there's a there's a goal that I have that is so out of reach right now. Like even the small steps are not able to follow to happen because um it's just a humongous goal that I can't necessarily pursue because of circumstances. And at that time it felt like it felt like that because of that one dream that I can't necessarily work on right now, it really just you know, took over me and made me feel like there's nothing that I'm reaching for that I can possibly achieve right now because of circumstances. You know, at that time I didn't even have my camera and I was getting tired of filming with my, with my phone. I felt like the quality. So I just felt like everything that I wanted was just not coming to pass. So I needed to set a dream that I know is completely out of my own effort so that if I don't achieve it, it's because I have not put effort. So it was just a personal commitment for me to learn this damn language because I'm proving to myself that you can achieve what you set your mind to. And so that's how I I started being my Spanish. And right now it feels like I'm stuck, (laughs) but I do know a lot from the three months that I've been learning consistently. The only problem is I barely have people to speak to. So I'm becoming more, you know, those people who can understand a language but can't respond. Yeah. That's who I'm becoming. And that's why just anything I'm doing right now, I just want to find a way to just go to Spain because that's the Spanish I'm learning. Mm -hmm. So that I can fully, I feel like I just need two or even one month in Spain. And I'll be fine. I'll be nice. I'll be mm-hmm. nice. Because right now I just sound shit speaking Spanish. But when I listen to stuff, I'm understanding. And when I'm writing compositions, I'm understanding. So it's really great to listen to something. And I'm like, I know exactly what this song is talking about. Like, I know. It feels great uh, to know. But it wasn't easy. So that's one interest I have. I want to I wanna go back to guitar playing I've, I've really been out of touch but um i've been recently inspired to start again mm-hmm. but i don't think i want to uh like i don't think you can forget or maybe i have forgotten i don't know i'm yet to find out mm-hmm. how to play guitar <laughs> uh do i have any other interests um honestly traveling 
that that's that ship has sailed so yeah my interests are kind of limited at the moment <laughs> well yeah i'd like that you mentioned spanish <laughs> i think you really know uh, i guess how i feel about spanish spanish is an amazing language and yeah uh, i'm sad i at can't where are you <laughs> i can't why because like if I take a class for Spanish right now, it doesn't really count towards anything. I would purely be doing it out of the love I have for the language. And I mean, I could do that, but it would be extra workload. But obviously I can do it outside school. I think it should. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I think I know more spanish conversationally than i do spanish school wise because mm-hmm. i'm i'm practicing how to talk to people so sometimes when exams come i'm like why why are you guys so keen on <laughs> some of this stuff like you only use it once in a conversation out of 20 mm-hmm. times you talk about it so uh i think cheating my ah cheating wow Teaching myself is great. It's also helping me with my Spanish in school, but it's just like, uh, I just want to go to Spanish school and just not do this mediocre stuff they teach us. And, and like, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like whatever you're doing right now is actually the best. The reason you learn a language is to communicate, not whatever the school's trying to get you to do grammar-wise. As long as people understand what you're saying. Yeah, they're teaching, like, the syllabus is very thin. Like, you need to, okay, this semester you need to learn about, okay, now we're learning about fluids. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, how many times am I going to talk about more than just clothes, you know? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, school also has their way of teaching people, but it's just like, It's a learning process, yeah. that's for sure. But I like mixing both of them, both in school and myself. We're learning a thing with you. Well, I guess since we're about to close the episode, I just have some, like, one last question. Like, I would love to know your closing thoughts. And a question I have for you is, if you were to go back to the past and speak to the younger Alice, what advice would you give her? I would tell her to stop letting herself to be so vulnerable and that it's okay to feel sometimes. Um, letting myself be vulnerable to some trash guys I've related myself with (laughs) trash Uh experiences could have been easily avoidable if I just didn't feel desperate to you know be to fit in or be with someone or associate myself with people so yeah stop being so open to dead friendships and dead relationships and that it's okay to feel sometimes I was always those people you know those people you just 
never see crying. I want, I was those people. But sometimes I just needed to cry. But people, I was, I put on such a tough act on myself that it felt almost abnormal for me to cry in front of people. You know, and it's just, I still have it until today, quite frankly, if I'm being honest, but it's okay to feel mm-hmm. bad sometimes. I never, I never wanted people to know that I feel sad sometimes, but uh, it does, it does happen. <laughs> and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's emotional. <laughs> when I think oh, my about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's solid advice for your younger you. And oh, uh, I'm trying to think if I if I was to go back to the past and talk to myself. <laughs> Honestly, I was a I was a goofy kid. Um, Stop being so serious. That's the advice you should be giving. <laughs> really? Do you think I'm that serious? Yes. Uh, you know, you're not the first person to say this. I think last week, my other guest told me I'm too serious for life. Um, I have fun. I think I think I really do. Um, but I'll try. I'll try. Uh, you know, when too many people mention the same thing, then you know you have to yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. wow. Um, Alice, thank you so much for your time. Um, you've been thank an you. amazing thank guest. You. I love how much you've talked. And again, I say I say this because I really want your podcast to do well and also your YouTube channel and anything else you put your mind to and put in the effort. Thank yeah. you. Um, guys, so if you've gotten this far, I'd like to thank you once again for your time. I pray that you have an amazing week and you know vibes all day every day so i'll see you until the next episode (laughs) goodbye